Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It is Monday, March 12th. Uh, the year of 2018 is flying by, and uh, SHRM 18, the conference, is in June, and I swear it'll be here before we know what hits us. I'm doing some podcasts on Drive Through HR. This is Mike. I'm doing some of these podcasts with some of the bloggers on the SHRM 18 blog squad. And today we are fortunate enough to have uh, Jasmine Wilkes with us. Jasmine, welcome to Drive Through. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, uh, I I see that you did another podcast with John Thurman and Wendy here. I was looking at your Twitter, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second as well. But before we before we go into some questions. Um, for those, those that will listen now or those that will maybe listen in the future, because a lot of our podcasts are, are recorded and downloaded later on. People listen to them on the drive home and stuff. Introduce yourself. Tell us where you live. I know you're in Alabama. But tell us about yourself and what Jasmine uh, does in the world of blogging and that, that sort of thing. All right. Well, um, I am um, Jasmine Wilkes, better known as HR Jazzy on the Internet of Twitter, um, I do have my HR Jazzy blog where I kind of talk about um, being a millennial in HR or being especially a newbie in HR. Um, I do reside in Huntsville, Alabama, where I'm an HR assistant I'm here for a local company. And I'm also, also helping on my local SHRM chapter, May SHRM, um, which is North Alabama. Sherm, um, and I'm doing the VP of membership on that. And that's really it. I, I dabble and dabble into a few things, but um, like working with the Workology or the Sherm blog. Um, but that's that's really me. So, so, and you live in Huntsville, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I've no, I've been to I've been to Montgomery, and I've been to Birmingham, and I've been to Tuscaloosa, and I've been to a bunch of the suburbs around. Uh, you know, Mobile and, and, and Birmingham, but I've never managed to set foot in Huntsville, uh, despite the fact that I work for a company, Public Supermarkets, that has stores in all over Alabama for almost eight years. I never got to Huntsville. So uh, Ben Ben Eubanks, who was on a couple of weeks ago, lives there as well, right? Is he involved in your chat, your, your firm chapter as well? Yeah. So ben, when president. I when, Is he the president? Yeah, we talked. Mm-hmm. I've known Ben. I've known Ben almost 10 years through, through social media. We were talking about that on the show. And it, it, when, when, he, when we said that on, on his episode, it was kind of like, that can't even be possible. So you, you're, uh, I, was looking at your, I was looking at your LinkedIn page, and you, you've basically been in HR, I guess, about two or three years, right? You, uh, you, you had gone to school, and I saw you did some other, you know, some, some other jobs. That you're, you've basically been in HR for just a couple of years at the start of your career. Am I correct? Yes, I've only been in HR for um, officially two years now. How um, how did you decide? Because not a lot of people who come in new to the profession don't jump in and do all the networking and stuff that you seem to be doing, or get involved in SHRM, especially in a like as a VP of membership in a SHRM board after just a couple of years. How did you? Um, how did that come to happen? Is that is that something you've done in other places, or is that just part of your the way you wanted to start your career? Um, I had a very hard time breaking into HR. 
um, trying to figure out what people were looking for, trying to get experience to actually get into HR. So the main reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to help um, other new members try to get into HR, people that are having, you know, some of the same issues as me that I had or just their own issues now with the new changes um, of trying to report HR and not just being, you know, the HR person that sits in the office. So I decided that if I was going to go into HR, I was going to go all in, which actually kind of fits with Sean 18. Okay. Um, I just thought about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I was going to go all in and, yeah, um, and just embrace what I really wanted to do. And that's really what got me started. Um, I've never been I volunteered to help with the um, membership committee last year, um, but I've never actually done a type of role like this. You just jumped. You just jumped in and and took it on, huh? Yeah, she asked, you know, would I be willing to do it? Would I be willing to take it over? And, and after talking with a few people who had been in membership and people that have been on the board, um, like Christina Minner, then I I decided to go ahead and do it. I uh, I had I had like a similar experience, but then a way different approach at the beginning of my HR career. I had a hard time breaking in, as well, despite the fact that I had a a master's degree and some other things. Uh, took me a little bit. I graduated and was still job searching like eight months after I landed my, after I got my master's degree in human resources and labor relations, you know, 30 plus years ago. And, um, but I, I, when I got my job, I just, I just started trying to learn everything I could about the job. And it was actually about 20 years before I got involved. Well, probably not 20 years. I mean, I was a local SHRM chapter member. I'd go to a couple meetings a year. But it was was 15 years or so before I became active in SHRM. And I would say that's one of my great regrets because there's so much to be gained through those networks and stuff. But it was was really social media that, that got me connected and kind of changed my perspective on that. So I applaud you for being willing to jump in, you know, at the same time that you made a big career move and started a new job, that's that's a lot. Um, and you've got a lot of other. You said you dibble and dabble. You've got a lot of other stuff going on. You started a blog. You're 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 doing you're doing so. So tell us. Uh, I guess the next question I guess is, why did you decide to start a blog? Well, um, one reason I decided to start a blog is because I I was going to Sherm 17. And that was going to be my first time at a Sherm National Conference. And I was going, my sister's also in HR, um, and she's in Virginia. But we were going, and it was going to be our very first time going. And I was looking for information on how to be prepared and um, how to pack, you know, just the basic things, what sessions would be good for me. And I wasn't finding as, as much information as I wanted. Uh, so I decided to um, I. I decided other people would be going through this as well. And then I also led back to uh, wanting to help, like I said, up-and-coming HR professionals get into HR because a lot about HR you don't learn in school. You know, even with me getting my master's, there's a lot about HR that you don't get in school because it's still structured around papers. And I wanted to give people real-life experiences and, and 
um, different examples of what would actually happen and, or could happen, I guess you could say, um, in HR. And so that's that's really why I decided to start the blog. Okay, to to share information and and, and learn as well. Kind of that's what, that was that was. Um, you know, there. Yeah, you're right. There, that, I mean, you can go to all the classes in the world, HR or MBA or whatever, and there's nothing quite like that moment when you get to like realize that maybe you have to like do your first termination or, you know, your first sexual harassment. When 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 stuff gets real, um, it, it's a whole lot exactly. different, and and it, it and it. And it really isn't a place where you can go look up stuff in a book, right? You're dealing with people. I mean, like I'm like like this is stuff that most of the people that listen to this show already know. But it is the first time is hard and scary, and it, it gets easier sometimes. But there's, I, I still deal. I've 31 years for me in HR, and I, every now and then I still run into something I haven't run into before. So our field is infinitely uh, generated with. I think potential and you know problem <laughs> the, the possibility of problems. You never really run out of stuff to deal deal with when you're dealing. You with people. really don't. Um, you, uh, I've noticed in your Twitter stream, and I've and I've only really you know been connected to you for a little while here as you started doing this this project. I mean, you're you're new to Twitter relatively. I, I think you joined last year, maybe or 2017, some 16, some somewhere in there, but. You, it, I, I noticed every now and then you you you, you mentioned that you you just completed a call with so and so, you know, and then you you hashtag it HR newbie. So it sounds like you not only you said you're trying to reach out through your blog, but it sounds like you do networking in the real world too. You 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 connect with people. Are you talking to people who have even less experience than you, or is it in a mentoring role, or is it kind of like some someone that sort of is at your same level or all over the place? I guess I'm kind of curious about that experience. Um, it's really all over the place. I, I like to get people when when people realize that HR is really what they want to go into. Then I like to help um, and give them some different options of you know what HR is and and because HR has so many different fields. You could go into benefits. You could go into payroll. You can go into the harassment. So you, I mean, you have different fields that you can go into and. Um, Really just talking to people. I don't know if anyone really considers a mentor, but really just um, having a conversation. And I think that's one of the biggest things is that, um, you know, people that have been in HR for years don't really understand what it's like coming into HR now. Um, and nope. so having some... Yes, having someone to have that conversation with that can understand... Um, the the millennial I guess standpoint of the technology that that is coming into HR, which is the biggest issue, um, helps people really understand what they want to do in HR. At least give give them some sort of idea of where to go next. So, <laughs> I remember in my first month in HR back in 1986, I got a call and they said, "Hey, we sent you a fax." machine you need to figure out where in your facility it'll go and I might I was like okay cool what's fax machine because we didn't we didn't actually have have them done so and <laughs> so look, the technology challenges have have continued to, to grow I'm sure but but so like what is what is what is it systems applic I mean is it talent acquisition is it is it tracking for benefits what what is it that you think is different 
like right now, what are you talking to folks about from a technology perspective? That's that's an interesting comment to me anyway. Well, first of all, um, fax machines are still awesome. I use one every single day for my job. <laughs> but I think the biggest conversation piece is um, the ATS systems and teaching people, um, you know, how to not just depend on putting their application um, on an ATS system and thinking that it's going to, you know, land them the job. It, it doesn't necessarily happen that way. But also setting up on how you can actually get more people, more applicants by having that ATS system. Um, you know, with my company, we're very much a paper-based company. So we're, mm-hmm. we're learning how to um, use the ATS system to our benefit and how to um, promote more and, and put more job applications out on the um, Internet um, instead of just ex- expecting it to do by word of mouth or um, things like that. So I think that the ATS system is one of the biggest conversation pieces that I've I've seen from other people that are also trying to get okay. into Let's switch gears and jump over to – so you went – last year you said from 17, I guess, which was – where were we last year? New Orleans? New Orleans, yes. Yeah, yeah. No wonder I can't remember where we were. It was New Orleans. I never remember <laughs> much about it. Um, yeah, so that was your first time at that event. Um, what was your reaction, you know, for, as a first-timer? I mean, it's gigantic. It is. Um, I, I tell people – like um, I, I know you're going to be talking to Claire, I believe soon, but I was telling I had her to cancel this her last week. But yeah, sorry, yeah, I had to cancel her. My wife had some surgery, so we rescheduled for like the end of the month. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. But um, I actually talked to her a couple of a couple of days ago. I think last Tuesday or last I think last Tuesday, and I was telling her, you know, it it was overwhelming because it's a lot of people. Um, and, and like they're, they just all come at you from every which way, but the information that I found was very good. I I really tailored it to get information that not only helped my company, but also helped me grow and me figure out, you know, the next step or, or the next few things that I wanted to focus on. Um, so I enjoyed it very much. I think Chicago is going to be a completely different experience because it's even bigger and I've never been to Chicago before. So um, I'm interested to see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. So, so there's so much to do and see in Chicago. I mean, there it's incredible. And Dave Ryan, who was on last week, will do some posts, but I will, I would tell you, I highly recommend if you can find the time, that you take what's called an architectural river cruise. They have these boats that go out, you know, and they have guides and they tell you all about the different buildings and history of Chicago. It's like an hour and a half or two hour trip. If the weather's appropriate in June, it should, it's probably hot and sunny. It's one of the most interesting things. If you've never been to Chicago, you get to hear so much history that, it, that that's just a pro tip from me, I guess, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's really fun. Um, and you see some, you see it from the water, which is a bit different than on the street or in a bus or whatever. Um, cool. Uh, I guess, so I've been asking all the bloggers this question. So this is your first time on the blog squad. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, 
it's really interesting to me the way they've, you know, they've broadened out the selection of people and some people don't have their own blog like in the past we always did and now, now they're happy to, if you write on the SHRM website or if you post on LinkedIn or whatever, so they, they're broadening out the voices. Um, what was how do you what, what what was the process that you went through to get selected? Were you invited? Did you apply? And then I guess sort of that that how did that feel? And then the second part follow up on that is what's your plan as your first time blogger for Sherm eighteen? How are you going to kind of try to hack that thing? Um, I was asked. I was sent an email, and when I tell you it was the hardest email not to scream out and be like, "This is what they asked you to do." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I guess it was just in a line because I had said um, after Sherm 17, I was like, I would really love to be on the blog squad. And I don't think I necessarily said, you know, for Sherm 18, but I would like to get the experience of being on the um, blog squad. So um, I, I received an email from um, Mary Kayla and, I was just so ecstatic. I was just like, yes, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> sign me up. I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm going to get to Chicago yet, but sign me up and I'll be there to do it. Um, <laughs> so so that was my experience. Um, and then I really don't know. You know, last year I did a lot of tweeting during the session, and then I would go back mm-hmm. to the hotel room and, and write my blogs like, you know, before I went to sleep um, and published them the next day. I kind of think that'll be most of what I do as far as the actual blog, but there's so many people I want to meet, um, and I just I hope I have enough energy for it all. I'll, I'll be tweeting a lot, and then I'll, yeah, I'll probably at the end of the night try to, if I'm not, you know, out somewhere, try to write a blog or, or two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I saw that I, I read the post that uh, um, the post that you uh, like the ten people I want to meet at Sherm 2017, and and uh, I know like Steve Brown was on there, and Charlene Lauby, and there's you know a number of others, and it, and I saw the one where it's I guess it said I, I don't know if I linked through the one on Sherm 18, but anyway, um, yeah, that, I mean that's 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 a that's a great that's a great plan. The, it, it is. It, it, do you think you'll try to go to sessions? Do you think that you'll spend more time on the vendor floor? Because you, you mentioned that you went to the things that would benefit your company and benefit you, you know, for your growth. Do you see that changing, or are you going to try to hang on to that part of it as well? Um, I'm looking at the sessions now and seeing which ones are, you know, ones that I, I really will sit down and say, okay, this one is one I have to be in, and I have to see this. I really last year loved the uh, Smart Stage, which I'm sure they're going to bring back again. Um, that was yep. one of the, the great, you know, little 15-minute quick sessions that I really love. Um, I will, of course, spend some time on the vendor floor because there are some vendors that I, I do want to talk to and, and connect with. Um but I think for me, it would be mostly about sessions and meeting people who I feel like, um, one, I've, I've been talking with, you know, throughout the age, with the HR tribe um, over the Internet and, and meeting people that I want to see, you know, how did they do their career growth, how did they decide what areas to go into. Um, I think those are going to be my, my two primary focuses. Cool. Um 
Was there one thing from last year, given that it was your first time, was there one thing that you learned that you would tell, like, a, like you wish you had known or that you would share with first-timers coming this time around? Um, I think the one biggest thing that, that I was afraid of was that um, I'm, I'm very much an introvert. <laughs> um, like, I, I like to go home and, and you know, I, I'm at home. But um, take time to yourself. Yes, there are a lot of great sessions that you want to see, and, yes, there are a lot of amazing people that you want to meet or things that you want to do. But never um, feel never pout how too much up on yourself. Um, it's a big conference. It's over a few days, so you will get the experience, and you can always still connect with someone offline and see if they're online and see if there's another way for you all to connect. Maybe you all didn't get to do it at the SHUM conference. But um, take that time to yourself to, um, you know, just, just mellow out and, and chill out. Because like I said, it, it can be very overwhelming. Of course, a lot of people yeah. will tell you to wear comfortable shoes, but um, that's my piece of advice to to take some time to yourself. Yeah, I've been to I've been to a bunch of them, and there are plenty of times when you know towards the end of an evening or whatever, it's a lot it's a lot more pleasant to ditch the you know DJ Jazzy Jeff concert was the last time I think it was in in uh, at a, I don't know if it was Glassdoor or somebody anyway they had DJ Jazzy Jeff at a party and it was I mean it was full it was at like the hard rock or the house of blues and it was packed and it just got so overwhelming with the noise and the dancing that finally like three of us that were you know tired of squeezing into the corner went down the street and just found a a, a smaller bar and you know had some really good conversations so I agree with you you know you can get yourself worn out fast and you should do what works for you um yes I'm gonna we've got about eight minutes left um, I had I have some like just a few silly questions and and you know and, and I'm asking well, most of the bloggers some version of these questions. So one of the big controversies that always comes up is um, you know what kind of soda soda or pop depending on what part of the country you're in is served at which convention center. And I'm not sure what McCormick is, but I live in Atlanta where Coke is king. Um, are you a Coca-Cola person or a Pepsi-Cola person? I prefer Coke. Okay. Coca-Cola to me, Coca-Cola has a a stronger taste to me, I guess, than um, Pepsi. So that's why I always prefer Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. So like Jennifer McClure is a confirmed Diet Coke person. You know, you always have to, Mm. so people carry her. So they're throwing it in, right? It's 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 funny. Um, have you discovered the HR fascination with bacon? Are you have you been party to this at any, <laughs> any and 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 are you pro bacon or against bacon? Well, I have, but I um I only eat turkey bacon, and so I think okay. I decided that I would give my bacon. I think. Wendy Daly is the person that I said I was going to give all my bacon to. <laughs> going to hand your bacon over. I don't, I don't recall if they serve all, you know, like if they have a low-fat bacon version when we have uh, – uh, Andrew Morton called it Bacon Fest, and then John Thurman, whose podcast <laughs> we were on with Wendy, I guess, a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, 
uh, called it in Twitter, he called it Baconalia, which I thought was clever. So the, usually Monday or Tuesday morning, there's a giant pan of bacon in the, in the blogger's lounge and everybody gets crazy. So, um, and I guess the, 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 so, so I was going to ask you about Chicago, but you've never been there. So like, do you have something besides Sherm? Do you, do you have a day or a half a day where you're going to get some, to spend some time in town? And if so, what, what are you trying, besides my tip, what are you trying to check out in Chicago? I do. Um, I'm going to spend a, a few extra hours there on Saturday and um, the Thursday after. And I'm really just, I haven't um, really decided exactly what I know. Like I want to try um, different museums and I, I definitely want to try right. some of the Chicago food. Yep. Typical tourist but, stuff. It's all wonderful. Chicago's great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, but I'm excited, so and I'm waiting to see what people say about it. Yes, uh, yeah, you you should post that on the uh, in the in the secret Sherm blogger Facebook group, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure you'll get tons of tons of the same kinds of tips I'm just giving you, and there's more than you'll ever be able to do. Uh, John <laughs> Jorgensen and Dave Ryan just ask just ask John. He's a walking encyclopedia of all things Chicago. So um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, the Black Logs Matter stuff that's been going on for a while. I, I know you've posted some things, and, and Sarah Morgan. Um, can you? I, I mean, I, I haven't read all of it, um, but I, it, 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 what I've read has been really, really good stuff. Can you talk about being involved in that and sort of what the goal is? Um, well, yeah, Sarah. Sarah Morgan did started the challenge last year, I believe, um, with the Black Blogs Matter, and I and she sent me an email a, a few days before it started this year and told me a little bit, you know, backstory about it and, and asked if I would like to be involved. And I jumped on it because I think more than anything, I I, I think the main point is it for is for people to hear what we have to say and not dismiss. Um, our feelings and our emotions and the real-life situations that we're put in every single day that we, you know, wake up and, and walk outside of our door. Um, and I think that's the main point of it is just to be heard in a different way of why it's important to showcase um, black bloggers because it's not just about HR blogging. Um, you know, you have different people of business that are blogging about their experiences as well as a black blogger. Um, so I think that was the main main goal is to really just be heard um, in a different light. What, what did, what, and you wrote, you, you've written a couple of blogs or, or you retweeted them. And I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not clear in my own head because I didn't look at that before the show. So have you, did you write a piece or are you just, um, are you tweeting it, or how how are you involved directly? Yes, I have written um, a few pieces actually for the um, Black Blogs Matter, and then there are some because you know other you know other people really do sure. contribute to it, um, so they've also contributed. But I have written a few pieces out on my um, HR Jazzy blog. Has that been? I mean, how how has that experience been? Because it seems like it seems like you can't mention anything today without somebody else 
it's, I don't think, you know, whether it's religion or the president or race or whatever, somebody else always has to chime in with the, our opposite point of view. How has that been for you personally? To, has it been positive I was, overall? Or? I was very nervous about it um, when I first decided to do it. I wasn't exactly sure how um, a lot of people in HR that I follow or that I talked to, um, you know, how they were going to accept me being very open and honest um, about Because normally I'm very quiet about these situations only because I don't really want to um, have that conversation because you you have that conversation and then it, it just gets repetitive and you don't feel like anyone is learning from it. So I was very mm. nervous about it. But overall, I've had um, some very amazing feedback of people who – really, you know, read the blog post and and try to understand as much as, as well as they can um, and and support what we have been doing with this. So I, overall, I think we've had, you know, a couple of hiccups where a few people have um, said things, but um, most of all, I think it's mostly been good feedback from the Black Blogs Matter Challenge. Great. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's really brave, and I think it's just more. You know, and here we are with a minute to go on a serious topic. Um, the Me Too, the whole Me Too thing. There's tons of discussions like that, um, LGBTQ, and many more that I think challenge HR and challenge employers. And it's it's it, I think it's I think it's a great kind of way to use the blog as something other than just share an opinion. And I, I really applaud mm-hmm. you guys for this. Um, I, 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 anyway, uh, 30 seconds. Um, thanks for being on the show. Tell, tell everyone, I know you said it at the beginning, tell us the name of your blog and where they can find you on Twitter again. Um, my blog is hrjazzy.blog, and it's H-R-J-A-Z-Z-Y, and you can also find me on Twitter at hrjazzy. Cool. Thanks for being on the show. I really look forward to talking to you in person in Chicago. Thanks for having me. And I'm going to... You're absolutely welcome. I'll I'll see you in a couple months, and I'm going to go ahead and end the show now. Thanks, Jasmine. Thank you. Bye. Bye.